Hi, friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry What the Podcast with Ashley Sleek. I'm sorry, what? It's just like I showed up at your front door, bottle of wine in hand with 30 minutes of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like, who doesn't want to do that? I'm sorry, what? We're just here to talk about all those moments that make you really question what's going on in life. Like, why are you hung up over Brad from Bumble? How did Kylie get pregnant again? And, you know, why are you living at home at the ripe age of 29? (laughs) Or is that just me? I'm sorry, what? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry With The Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek. So sorry for the hot mess delay in this week's episode. You know, the 30th was so good. I just wanted you guys to digest it a little bit more. Uh, But in reality, I am, it was tired. (laughs) I, uh, my body just doesn't function like a normal body all the time. And sometimes I just like can't fucking hang. And I could not hang on Tuesday to record. Monday, I was still at my parents' house. I got to do my first Halloween with my niece. And so she dressed up as Snow White and then we were the dwarfs. Um, You know, I think my mom got the costume, the Snow White costume, because I was Snow White once upon a time. And I think because she knows I'm not going to have a kid, I think she's just splitting my sister's kid between the two of us. She's like, never going to have these moments with Ashley. So... I'm going to use um, use Madison for both of us. But it was really, really cute. Um, you know, I got to be dopey, fitting, not because I do drugs. But, you know, if you have this many concussions, sometimes you are a little out of it. Uh, but uh, also, he's like the most badass of all the, you know, all the dwarfs. Like, he's just out there living his fucking best. He doesn't give a shit about what people have to say about him. He's just... He's just being dopey the same way she's just being Miley. So I'm into it. Dopey for the win. So anyways, I came back on on Tuesday and was all set to record. And I was just so exhausted. And you know me, I'm not going to put out half ass work. Not for you all. Not for how hard we work on this podcast together and how much we love it. And not for the story that I get to tell today. Like, Today's episode is going to be great. And that's what I was laughing about earlier was that I was like, oh, well, I gave myself an extra day, so I'll do more prep. I did none, but I don't think I need it. I really it was such a fantastic week and weekend. So obviously I had my 30th birthday, which was fab. Um, And so we talked in the morning. Such a fun girl chat. I'm so glad I kicked it off by doing the podcast in the morning. I really felt like it set the vibes. Like it definitely vibe checked the whole day for me and I had the best time. So then I went and I I got my hair done. So I know I talked on the podcast. I was like, I think I'm going to do something. And it was so important to me to not ask anybody what they thought. I did have a small, small chat about changing my hair when I was in Disneyland with with the crew. So it was like Eloy George, my cousin Morgan, my best friend Jasmine, other bestie Matt. And I was like, we talked about it a little bit, but the final decision, it was so important to me for baby to do this all on her own, because normally I'm like sending pictures to everybody. What does everyone think? And I was like, no, someone's going to talk you out of it. You want to change your hair, just do it. So I decided to go a little bit red uh, listen, she's in her Taylor Swift red era. That's not true. I think I'm still forever in reputation. But uh, I I was super excited to do this. And it was funny because I was telling the lady as I was getting my hair done, I, she was like, oh, so, you know, what's your hair history? You know, and I was like, oh, I used to be a blonde. And then I was a brunette. I was like, actually, they're all kind of connected to breakups. I was like, I became a blonde when um, 
Nate and I broke up, who was the guy that I dated before Jimmy. This is before I had fun nicknames for everybody. And then uh, I went brunette when Jimmy and I broke up. And I mean, it's been a while since Scotland, but I don't know. I turned red after that. So I'm going with it. I'm going with this is the um, the final step. I know I mentioned this once before on a podcast that I was like, you know, getting your hair done is like the final infinity stone in the like, you know, what what do they call it? The gauntlet. What is it called? Oh, my God. The quote was so much better when I said it the first time because I could remember what it was called. The glove. I don't know. Anyways, I was like, this is the final stone and getting over a breakup. And so I did get my hair done back then, but it was just like another shade of brown. But now she's red, baby. So let's do it. And I got little bangs. I got baby bangs. So I when I had brown hair, I loved my bangs in college. The problem was, was I went to a ton of house parties back in that year. That was my junior year, quite the era. And I sweat so much and not in a cute way. I don't glisten like I watched an episode of the Kardashians where she was like, I glisten. I'm like, fuck off. I sweat like ugly pig sweating. There's no fucking chill in that arena for me. So I, um, you know, my bangs would always get stuck to my face. Like there's so many pictures. And then I just could never style them right. And they would grow too quickly. And I was too afraid to cut them. It was a whole thing. So then I got them again when I was blonde. And it was horrible. As I mentioned in the last episode of the podcast, it was just it was not the look. But these I have little they're I guess they're kind of like, you know, just little side bangs, but I wanted them so I could do them in the center. So depending on how they get styled, usually in the beginning of the day, they kind of start more in the front and then as the day goes on, they're like to the side. When she styled them, when I got my hair done, they were just the side. I was kind of bummed cuz I was like, "Oh, I want a little bit of center bang." But now I kind of get the best. It's like they start that way and then by the end of the day when I'm over them, they kind of get pushed to the side. The important thing to say about me getting my hair done was that um, the power went out that day in the salon. So the lady who did my hair did it in the dark. And like, what a vibe. What an absolute vibe. And in case you're wondering, yes, I did go to the same place that was down the street from Scotland's house. And no, I did not cry this time. However, I don't know if it was because of that, you know, because I was like, she's over it. She's ready. Or because my doctor was like yelling at me on the phone. And so I was a little bit distracted. I would like to go with a combination of both. However, let me just tell you about this doctor. Okay, I got I feel like I had an awkward conversation with my ex over this shit. Okay, so here's the situation. So I've been feeling super nauseous. And obviously, you know, if you're like a normal person, you feel nauseous. You call the advice nurse. They tell you it's a stomach bug. You believe them. However, when you've been burned several times by doctors and you have a goddamn stomach illness, it's a little bit more scary when you are constantly nauseous. Not that I'm downgrading anyone else's nausea, but I'm just saying, you know, she's got a track record. It's bad news bears. And first of all, I think that we should all be glad that I'm taking anything seriously because like that wasn't always the vibe, but she's 30 now and been scarred by her health. Like, I don't know if we don't remember, like literally two months ago, I was like in the hospital because my Crohn's was acting up and I didn't know it. So when something happens, I take it a little bit more seriously this time. So anywho, when I was in the hospital, they told me that I should switch over to all the Stanford doctors. I did it, one, because they were great um, while I was in there, and two, because they were all hot and I thought I was getting the same doctors that I had and I thought had the potential to marry one of my doctors, which would have been the best. I'm just saying like 
then they already know that I have problems. Okay. Anyways, so that's not what happened. I got all these new doctors. But anyways, they're all through Stanford, which was nice because now they talk to each other and I can use the app and I like that. The only doctor that I haven't seen, well, that's not true. I haven't seen my rheumatologist yet, but they haven't even called me and we'll cross that bridge later. I'm focused on the Crohn's right now. One disease at a time. So I've seen a dermatologist, I've seen a regular doctor, and I just need to see like a GI. So um, the first appointment that they had available was November 11th, but they're still in my app. Like I can talk to them, right? So basically when I got sick, I was like calling all these doctors, you know, they were like, eh, you know, you might want to check with your GI. So I do. So I send them an email, right? They send me back an email. They ask me a bunch of questions. I'm like, fuck yeah, we're getting somewhere. This is awesome. After I answer all these questions, and by the way, one of those questions being, what is the urgency level on this? And I said, uh, like medium high, because I mean, I'm not ready to use my high card yet, you know, but like I've been sick for a long time, sent help. So after that, they're like, oh, we can't help you. I'm like, what? They said, you know, we can't help you because we haven't seen you technically yet. So technically you're not like our patient. So they're all, here's your two options. You can go to urgent care or the emergency room, or you can call your old doctor. And when I get to the end of my podcast story of this weekend, you'll understand why I very much was not going to go to the emergency room. I needed to be present for Saturday's extravaganza. And I was not about to be stuck in the hospital for another person's very important events. It's not happening. So I was like, Listen, if I'm dying by Sunday, I'll go to the emergency room, but I'll just call my old doctor. So I call my old doctor. OK, and they're like, you know, I call on Tuesday. They I said, hey, you know, I'm I'm going to see a new doctor, but this is what's going on. I'm just wondering, like, I just want to make sure, you know, blah, blah, blah. So she calls me on my birthday. OK, on my birthday, on the way to the salon, I was feeling good. Oh, I'm so sorry. I skipped a part before I go to the salon. I had lunch with my dad, which was the best. Uh, we went to um, Water Tower Kitchen in um, Campbell, which we all know is my new favorite restaurant out here, it w- which is funny because I don't think I love the food. Like he was like, what do you usually get to eat? And I'm like the chicken tenders. But I think it's because they last me like three meals, which I love. And I'll I'll get into that later. Uh, you know, I just I, I appreciate that for myself. And I just have to say that my dad came with a gift to my um, birthday. So this was the first present that I received as a 30 year old. And, you know, it was in a, a cheetah cheetah bag uh, that he said my mom handed to him. And in it was a red fire blanket with a side of bills. So it was a blanket uh, that you use to put over a fire in case of a fire and a very nice red you know, to go bag. And then he was like, but also, you know, here's some mail that you got. There's no tissue paper in here, by the way. It was just like literally envelopes in this blanket. There was a card. And then he was like, but we should talk about these bills. And he's like, so did you pay your your, you know, your tickets? I need you to, you know. And I was like, there is so much to unpack here. Thank you for the fire blanket. I will pay my tickets. Thank you for the reminder what a hot mess express like it was just so unbelievably funny and like such a dad gift and it was really the best because I remember um you know I I talked to my friend Erin like later on in the day and I think and she was like what did you get 
for your birthday, like what, or a couple days later, like, oh, what presents did you get? And I was like, I've gotten one. It was a fire blanket and what a 10 out of 10, like what a gift to be, you know? Uh, so anyways, back to that. So I was riding a high, by the way. I got my fire blanket. I had dinner. I had my chicken tenders in the car. I was like ready to, or I took them out of the car. Sorry, but I was, I was like ready to go. Okay. It was going to be a good day. So then the doctor, so, okay. So I get on the phone with the doctor and she immediately is like, so why are you, why are you seeing another doctor? And I was like, I don't know. I was in the hospital. They told me I should like get on with this team. So I just got on with this team. She's like, well, why were you in the hospital? And she, and I was like, oh, well, they put me on this like a higher dose of the medication. I ended up getting this. I like run through the whole thing. You've already heard it. I don't have to tell you again. She's like, well, we would have told you to get on a higher dose of the medication. Just as a reminder, these are the doctors who did not put me on the right dose of the medication. She says that they told me to do it. And then I decided not to. And listen, I'm not going to lie to you. Seems on brand. I don't like to do what I'm told all the time. However, I don't I don't know a reason that I would have said no. But I, that's what I was asked here because I was like, is the nausea coming from me being on a higher dose of this medication? She's like, well, you said this happened in August. So you upped your dosage then. I was like, yeah. And she's like, well, why would you think you'd only been feeling the effects now? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Medication's weird. And I couldn't remember. I was like, maybe there was a reason that you told me only do 50 milligrams versus 100. And she's like, you were supposed to be on 100. We told you that. <sighs> OK, listen, what the way I was transported back into the worst conversation of my life, like as we all know, historically and iconically, Jimmy and I broke up over the phone and then, you know, and it was like a final straw for me. And I was like, I'm fucking done. I'm not doing this shit, whatever. So then a month later, a month. Yes. Then we had that sit down conversation in person. And it was hands down the most frustrating conversation I think I have ever had in my life. It was very like, isn't this fun, by the way, now that I'm like so far removed from my relationship and I don't care anymore, like I don't I'm not mad at him and I don't like give a shit. Now I'm like willing to tell you all the real juicy tea. Like I, I love this part of the breakup. So anyways, you know, it was everything I said. It was such like this gaslighting of no, I didn't do that. No, that's not what's happening. And I was like, I didn't fucking make this up. You know, I didn't make up that I would be on this dosage of medication. Like, I don't know. It was very weird. She was very upset with me. And I was just like, listen. So then I started to cry, obviously. And I was like, listen. I don't know what's wrong with me. I just want to feel better. And all I'm asking is, do you think that this is Crohn's related at all? If I just am looking for some validation. If you tell me it's not, I'm going to feel good. Or do you think I need to come in for some testing? This is all I was fucking asking this bitch. And oh my God, I was like going through a breakup. She was so mad. For people who say that dating females is easier than dating men. I don't know if you've gotten in a fight with a female. I don't know. I would love to have a lesbian on the show and we should talk about it because she was mad at me and it was terrifying. And like Jimmy was mad at me, too, but it was not that scary. It was just frustrating. But I was like, oh, my God, I do not want to fight with a girl. I do not want to fight with a girl. So uh, anyways, that was just a blimp. So then I get my hair done. The power's out. It was dark and she still did an amazing job. And what was sad, though, was she's like, I can do the cut and color, but I'm not going to be able to blow dry it for you. And I was like, oh, what a bummer. Like I was like, you know, I just love getting out of the salon, looking in the car mirror like, oh, my God, look at her. And so uh, right when I was going to pay, it was like the birthday gods. They just knew. And the lights turned on. So she blow dried it. It looked amazing. And then I went to a pumpkin patch by myself. I don't know why the fuck my dumb ass thought that like. 
I could just roll up to this pumpkin patch on a Wednesday and it was going to be empty. I was not anticipating seeing kids. I was not anticipating seeing parents. But I was just like, she's going to go. I wore a black mini skirt with a orange turtleneck and some boots. It was serving slutty pumpkin. It was serving, these pictures are from my Bumble. It was serving, let's see how many likes I can get on Instagram. It was not serving here with your kids. It might have been serving stepmom though, but like in a bad way, in a very bad way. So uh, I, you know, I went and then it was going to be $4 admission. And my timeline was short because Jenna was getting off work. I was just going to like pop into this pumpkin patch. I just wanted to like take a couple of pictures and get a pumpkin. I wanted to just walk around a pumpkin patch. I haven't been to one all season. I thought it would be fun. And so my absolutely monstrous cheap ass was like, hey, I'm just going in to get a pumpkin. Do I need to pay the $4 cover? At 30 years old, I wasn't willing to pay the $4 to get into the pumpkin patch. However, I will say this. Everything in that pumpkin patch, there was all these activities and you had to pay for those too. So I do feel like it was a low key ripoff. But anyways, she said she would get let me in for two bucks. So I go in for two bucks. I walk around. I no shame in the game, took pictures. Um, they, one of them is going to be the picture for tomorrow or I guess today when you're listening on the Instagram. So if you want to see Ashley's handiwork at Ashley Sleek on Instagram, Ashley with two E's, of course. And uh, yeah, it was a whole fucking shebang. So then anyways, I, uh, you know, I go home, see Jenna. We go to dinner um, at a Mexican restaurant in downtown Campbell. And then uh, my friend Marina came, um, friends of the podcast, uh, Kristen and Alan came. We had such a good time. There was a table full of men and we kept trying to guess what they did all night. And I mean, that was like such a nice birthday present that there was a table full of men. However, I was not in the mood to flirt, which is like so off brand, but I didn't. I just wanted to hang out with my friends. And then we ended up accidentally at trivia. We went to go get one more drink and it was trivia night. And historically, uh, listen, I have a little bit of trauma when it comes to trivia. The problem is, is that everybody expects me to be good at one very specific thing, and that is entertainment. I'm not. I mean, am I entertaining? Yes. But do I know everything about the entertainment world? No. Just because I love to gossip about celebrities does not mean I know their whole bios, okay? Like, I'm not fucking IMDB or whatever they call it. And so people always get very upset. Like, I'll never forget that they asked me in trivia, who's the voice of John Smith on Pocahontas? It's like Mel Gibson, by the way. But I didn't know that at the time. And it was like, Ashley, seriously? It's like, fuck off. I have a brain that is good at some things and very bad at others. One of those things I'm bad at is memory. So I'm not memorizing facts about shit. So I, I just get a little nervous when I when I goes to doing any sort of uh, trivia because I just don't I don't want to be shamed. OK, but I was not shamed. I was very supportive. We were just going for funsies and I loved it. These are the people I could trivia with again. I was like, no one was mad at me. I knew a couple answers. I knew how many rings were on the Audi. And that was impressive to me. And I was like, wow, this was great. So we had a good time. And then I knew I had to go in the office and work the next day. So I was like, all right, like we got to go home early. Went home, uh, you know, just like literally laid on the couch, watched an episode of Ted Lasso and passed out. It was an amazing birthday. I loved it. Thank you to everybody who like texted me and posted and like called and spent the day with me, spent any of the days with me because obviously I am extra and my whole month was a birthday and it was just like so amazing. So then 
on Thursday, I went into the office and had to work and then came back Thursday night, hung out with my parents. And then on Friday, we had a little like family birthday. So I went to the Ale House, my favorite restaurant on the planet. It will never be replaced in downtown Livermore. If you haven't been, get your life together. So uh, I go there. They gave me a birthday beer. They put a candle in a beer and I was like living my absolute greatest. And then we went back to my parents' house. My mom made me the cutest fucking cake in the whole world. It had a Scooby-Doo topper. It was orange. It had ghosts on it. It was so cute. I got to hang out with my niece, Madison. And the whole family was there. We had a great time. My sister got me. It was so cool. So she got me like a caricature kind of of myself. And it's like the podcast. It looks like the podcast logo but it's like a cartoon kind of. So it's me, I'm in like the green dress. It's got the logo on it. Uh, my microphone's there. It was super cool. It's a really cool gift. So um, I'm sure it will be up behind me in, in future videos to come, but it was really fun. Uh, I had just a great time hanging out with my family and I had a very, very important job to do the next day. So, uh, you know, I think that that's really what the people wanna hear about is the best lie I have ever told in my life and the hardest, which was my best friend Kim's engagement. So let me just take you back because I know you want the whole fucking story. So obviously I'm going to give it to you. Here's the situation. Bestie of the podcast, Kim and Alex, they've been together for five years. Their anniversary is on October 24th, which is something that I have memorized like a crazy person. Uh, but it is very close to my birthday. So, you know, it's not hard to forget. And so let the story starts in 2021. So actually way early in 2021, Kim and I went ring shopping together, which was such a fun experience. I'm pretty sure I talked about it here on the podcast, but it was like really fun with Shanko. She tried on a bunch of rings and I was just like really exciting and I had the best time. And then they went together on their own without me. I'm not really sure why I wasn't invited, but we'll let it slide, uh, you know, and then Alex like a couple months later. So I'm, I'm trying to remember this correctly. I want to say it's like June or July. Maybe August, but in this time frame, Alex tells me that he is going to propose to Kim. And I'm like, and he says October 22. So I'm thinking October 22nd this year, right? So I'm getting all nervous. And I, so the same thing happened. I knew about like Jenna and Sergio's proposal because Sergio and I went ring shopping, but I was always very nervous to be the first person to text him because I don't know if Jenna's Snoopy. I don't know if Kim's Snoopy. I, I can't say I wouldn't be. So like, I don't know who's reading each other's texts or like, what if you're just like, I don't know. There are several times where I was like, if I'm driving, I'm like, here, respond to this text for me. You know what I mean? So I never texted first. And so with Alex, I was getting very stressed because it was like coming down to the wire here. I'm like, okay, we're starting to get closer to October. Like, what's the plan? All this stuff. So, you know, we go to her brother's wedding, which was in September. And so, uh, I see him there because she was in it. So him and I were hanging out before. And I'm like, so what the fuck is up with the proposal? You know? And I was like, is it happening in, in like a couple months, like next month? Because like, they think the wedding was in September. So I was like, is this happening next month? Like what's happening? And he was like, no, Ashley, October 2022. He's like, I just know how crazy you are about your birthday. So I just wanted to like get it in early. And I was like, you're telling me. Because already for that couple of months, I was like, oh, my God, I'm lying to Kim. Oh, my God, I'm lying to Kim. I'm just like, you're telling me that I have to lie to her for an entire year, like a whole year. And I just have to say this. I am not a good liar. 
I'm not. However, I do feel like my parents can finally be proud that they put me in a performing arts elementary school because did I pull out those goddamn acting skills for an entire year to lie about this proposal? Yes, I did. Starring role as the clock in Beauty and the Beast? No, I've outshined that. Lying to your best friend about her proposal? The acting skills? Chef's kiss. Mom and dad, we, we, we raise an actress. And I, you know, I'm like, do I get into this now? Remember a couple like months back when I was talking about how my dad told me I should go to like acting, like get back into it. Now I kind of think I could do it like a whole new confidence. OK, anyways, enough about me. Let's get back into it. OK, so he his plan was to do like a wine tasting uh, trip with her and then he would propose up there because she always said she was like, I want the proposal to be intimate, like just the two of them. But then after there could be other people there. So, you know, very exciting. Cause I was like, oh, sick, I get to go, right? Uh, <laughs> Cause I was like, I won't be there. So he tells me he wants to do it on October 29th. So that was his date for like a long time. I was like, okay, it's in the phone. So then he goes to like, kind of set the plan in motion with her and be like, hey, you know, uh, let's plan a wine tasting trip on October 29th. Or I think like someone in the family mentioned like we should go. But Kim, being the loyal best friend that she is, was like, I can't make plans that weekend. It's Ashley's 30th birthday. And so Alex was like, shit, you need to like tell her you're not having a party. And so him and I had chatted about this a little bit before. And I was like, OK, so I will do a party in November. So the podcast is also turning three on November 12th. So it's like, oh, we'll all do like a birthday party slash podcast party. And that will be perfect. And so we'll do that. You'll do your proposal, whatever. I was like, I'll make up some lie as to what I'm doing like that weekend, you know? Maybe I'll say like, my mom wanted to do something or something. You know, there's there's a lot of lies I could have told. I was ready. But then when he called and he was like, you know, you got to tell her that you're not doing something for your birthday because she's trying to plan around it. It hit me and I was like, but what if we use this to our advantage? Like, what if instead I planned a birthday thing for just the two of us and then you surprised her and proposed to her and then everybody else could come? And he's like, OK, this could work. And this conversation happened right before I went into the hospital or like when I went to the hospital for my knee, that's when he called me. And I was like, and by the way, he didn't know I was like in the hospital. So we're like having this whole conversation. I wasn't at that point. I had just been in urgent care. It wasn't that dramatic yet. But he's like, so what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm just sitting in urgent care. He's like, Ashley, I'm like, give me something to live for. OK, this is fine. So then I go in the hospital and I'm like, wait, this is perfect. This is the perfect way to present this lie. Because the hard part is, is when you're so unbelievably extra, like I am, selling the fact that you're not going to have some wild, insane party could be hard. I was like, I don't want her to be like, what the fuck, bitch? So, you know, what I said was, so my dad works in the alcohol industry. So the lie that I said was that, you know, my dad and I were in the hospital together and I was getting really stressed about my birthday and what I was going to do, which actually was kind of true because I was like, fuck, like, it's in August. This is normally when I would have planned my birthday. Like, I don't know. I'm very stressed. And so he suggested that he could get us like a really nice tasting in Napa for the weekend, but it could only be two people because it would be like cave tours and all this really nice stuff. So, you know, it would like, but I, I could only bring this one person. So I call it Kim or she called me and I was like, hey, you know, she's like, what do you want to do for your birthday? I'm like, actually, it's so funny you ask. I tell her the story and I'm like, you know, would you want to be my plus one for this weekend? And she's like, oh, my God. Yeah. She's like, where are we going to go? And it's like the only place he's brought up so far was Pride. And Alex was like, oh, I want to go. 
And I'm like, I'm sorry, babe, you're not invited. And I was like, the acting right there, by the way, I feel like the connections of like Alex and I's lies without planning was like really a chef's kiss on that point. So I just feel like maybe the two of us should go into acting. I don't know. Is this going to be our new lifestyle? Maybe Kim could be our manager. It'd be great. So anyways, uh, you know, we we solidify this lie. We break it down. Alex planned this so unbelievably well. I was obsessed. There was a PowerPoint presentation, which I obviously loved as a planner. He said that some people laughed at him about it. And I was like, yeah, but you know who's going to love it? Kim. You know, if you don't know, Kim and I met because we were co-maid of honors together. So we both respect the planning lifestyle. You don't go through being a maid of honor together and like not come out understanding the planning levels of each other. And Kim and I's are matched. So the problem, speaking of that, okay, so the problem was, was that Alex and I decided that I wasn't going to tell her about the podcast party at first because I was like, I don't want her to be like, I'm having this party like with you, but then I'm having like another party. Like, I didn't know if that would be weird. So I wasn't going to tell her about it. The problem is, is that every time I plan a party, I really need Kim's help. She's usually the person I call about like every stupid little question, all these things. And then she kept kind of saying like, are you sure you don't want a party? Blah, blah, blah. So then I was like, okay, I think I should just tell her about this party and, you know, selfishly because I need her help, but also because then it's like it doesn't make it seem like I'm not doing anything to me. Honestly, wine tasting with her for the weekend sounded like a great way to celebrate my birthday. And I'd had all these other fucking parties anyways because I'm crazy. So um, anywho, I tell her about the party, you know, whatever. And then, uh, you know, we like the day comes and I'm like, OK, so this is what I'm talking about earlier where I was like. I'm sick. I'm not going to go in the hospital because like the plan doesn't really happen without me. Like, I don't know how you pivot. I guess what would happen is if I got sick, then like maybe they went. But the whole lie was that Alex was in Boston, so he wasn't even here. So um, we go up. So Kim and I pick up Kim at like 830 in the morning and to go up to Pride in Napa. And it was so gorgeous. It was absolutely beautiful up there. And so we get there and we do this little like tour thing. And what kept stressing me out was that the guy was like, let's take pictures outside. And I all I wanted to do was be in the cave because then I knew no one could see us. I was so nervous, even though Alex's PowerPoint was perfect. It's, you know, said we're to park and everything. I was just like, if somebody pulls up right now and we're just like in the street, like this is not where the proposal is supposed to happen. It's in the middle of this parking lot, you know. So anyways, I was like, until we get into this cave, I'm stressed. But I think I played it off really well. I was still like at like, I couldn't say no to the pictures because I never do, you know, so I was still like in it to win it, whatever. So we go through this like cave. It was super fun. So it was like this walking tour through like the barrel barrel room. And so we had like a tasting at each spot. It was really cute. And then we go into this room. The romance levels of this room were so high. It was a very intimate. It looked like someone's living room and there was candles everywhere, which I think they normally have, but it was like very on point. There was a dining room table and a little like couch seating area. So we started to do a tasting on the couch. By the way, I made an entire fake agenda for this day. So according to my agenda, we're supposed to do a tasting at that place, a wine and cheese pairing at um, some other winery that was close by. And then we're going to go to downtown Napa for lunch and for like a wine tasting at Jam Cellars, which is my favorite up in Napa. So 
the guy brings us a cheese board. And I'm like, oh, shit, I lied about having cheese at the next place. Like, I hope this isn't like suspicious that we're getting double cheese. But like, why would I think anyone would question double cheese? I don't know. Anyways, so uh, we get in the room. It's like hella romantic. Even she was like, this is so romantic. And I was like, hell yeah, for the two of us. And I thought it was so cute because the guy was sitting with us. He was telling us all these facts. And Kim kept saying things like, oh, my God, Alex would love this. Oh, I wish Alex was here. And I'm like, he is here, you know, like he is here. I don't know where he is, but he's here. And uh, so I'm like checking my watch, like trying to be sly because I knew he was going to walk in at 1115. And here was the situation. So Kim had mentioned that she really wanted like, you know, it to just be like her and, and, and Alex, you know. And so I'd asked Alex out pictures and he's like, well, you could stay behind and take pictures. And I was like, but she doesn't want me there. So I was like, if there's a place where I can like tuck away where I can't really hear, but I can still take a picture. I'll stay. If not, like, I will leave. And I texted her, her best friend, Carrie, the night before. We were talking about this. I'm like, okay, Hail Mary decision. Do I stay in there or do I not? I was like, this is something she's mentioned multiple times. So, like, I want to make sure I respect it. Once I saw the room, I was like, this shit's intimate. There is no way I'm going to be able to hide, okay? However, what I didn't think through was how exactly I was going to exit the room. So we're sitting our backs to the door and, you know, we can kind of hear the door open. And then the guy who was doing our tasting was like, OK, I'm going to be right back. So he gets up and in no in absolutely no chill way at all. Not Andrew calling me in the middle of the podcast. Literally, I just got a call from from Andrew and I was like, oh, shit, what's happening? <laughs> Anyways, I had to reschedule my appointment today, but that's fine because I'm doing therapy with you all. OK, anyways, in no chill way, I like literally scurry out of the room. I blacked out. I don't know if I said something, but Kim was like, I heard her say, what are you doing here? And then I was like, bye. And I just ran out of the room because I I was like, I, I didn't know how quickly he was going to be like, will you marry me? And I was like, I don't want to be here for this. I mean, let me rephrase. Did I want to be there for that? Oh, fuck yeah. I wanted the front row motherfucking show. The way I wanted to sit outside the door and listen, but I was like, no, I'm being respectful, being a good friend. I listen. And so uh, I I scurried out and I also wanted to make sure I made it to the rest of like the friends and family that were there, you know, for when like th- like when they walked out the door. So it was really cool. The room had two doors. There was one that we came in and then there was one that went to this outside, like very pretty courtyard. And so that's where like her parents, his family, her best friend flew in from Colorado. This is my favorite part because like I just I love that so much. So, like what a surprise, especially like. A surprise that everyone's there, but a surprise that like having someone fly in. I mean, no doubts. Obviously, that's like that's her best friends or god sister. Like, of course, she's going to fly in. But it was just like I just thought that was so exciting. So anyways, we like open. So she opens the door and then we're all there. And it was just like one of the most special and amazing memories. I just like I, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just like your heart is just filled with so much unbelievable joy at that moment. Like I was like in shock. I was like, am I going to cry? Am I going to like, I didn't even know. It was just so amazing to see her. Like, you know, I was like, when we walked into this room, she was, um, you know, just a girlfriend. And when she walked out, she was a fiance and it was so well planned and amazing. And then, you know, we're all there, hugs, pictures, everything. And then we went down and, Her um, some of her friends had like set up this whole picnic. It was so freaking cute. And then we got to go to Rombauer, which I just 
absolutely love. And then we went back, we went to dinner and then we went out that night, which, you know, all those stories will come in the second half of the podcast, obviously. But I just have to say, like, getting to be a part of such an amazing moment was just, I think, one of, like, the biggest honors, like, to have been so close to the the planning process and be such getting to be so involved was so special. You know, Kim and Alex are people who have been there for me through a lot. And I I hold them both uh, as very good friends. And it was just such an unbelievably special experience. Like, I don't even know how to put like words to it, but it just felt like you know, it was a dream come true. I know it was like their dream, but somehow it felt like my dream as well. And I just I I just can't even explain it. I really I was thinking about it and I was like, how am I going to put into words this experience? And I just I, I don't even know how it was just you're watching, you know, someone's love story get a new start. You know, it's like I, I've been a friends with them since they started dating. So, you know, I've gotten to see all of the different uh, rounds of them dating. I call them seasons when I talk about them. And, you know, I did say to Kim, you know, I, I think season five is going to be the best one yet. And uh, I mean, I know because I knew that she was getting engaged, you know, and it was just such a uh, a wonderful moment. I'm so happy for them. I'm so glad I got to be there. I think that was just like so incredibly special. And, you know, I think every engagement is so special, whether it's like, you know, getting a phone call of excitement or, you know, getting to be there. It's just it's so amazing to um to have those those special moments and to be so close to people that, you know, you get to find out about their engagement. Or, and I just oh, my God, it was amazing. And it was really funny because um what one of one of the friends there was like, you know, I was worried, like, were you going to be really giddy? And I was like, you know what? I wasn't worried about being giddy or anything. I was just worried about saying the wrong thing that might tip it off or like just the whole plan in general being too like sketch or whatever. And I she was surprised and I'm so glad she's like, you know, obviously it ran through my mind of like, oh, this would be a great place to propose to or like, what if Alex did show up, you know, but she was like, I really didn't think that that was going to happen. So it was just so amazing. I'm so thankful that Alex like brought me in and let me be a part of the plan. And um, once again, just a big shout out to Trace Elementary School and uh, Christensen Middle School for the years of acting uh, that, you know, you taught me uh, to Days of Our Lives, the show that I watched um, growing up and still currently about being just an unbelievably dramatic bitch. Uh, you know, I thank those those actors as well for guiding me to being the little liar that I had to be for the last month. Very happy I don't have to lie anymore. Very excited to be telling the story in the podcast, um, you know, and I, I'm so excited to celebrate them. I'm so ready for all the fun things that come with an engagement. I, I'm so thrilled to celebrate two of my favorite people for, you know, for the next next year or two or whenever they decide to, to get married officially. And uh, yeah, so that was my motherfucking birthday week. Was that not the best? Like, I just don't know if it's ever going to be able to be topped. You know, it's just like, how how do you how do you top a surprise engagement? I just I don't know if it's possible. I'll see you 31 but like, good luck. Hi friends, so it's fall. And as you all know, this means it's my power season. So I am doing everything possible to protect that good energy. And I'm telling you right now, my products from Kitsch are getting you there. 
I am obsessed with my towel scrunchie. Literally, I just put my hair up in it, I do a little work, and then I go and blow dry, and it's so perfect. Also, for those mornings that I'm like, I cannot get out of bed to save my life, my ice roller is like, girl, I'm gonna help you get there. It is so wonderful, and also I'm getting the best night's sleep on my silk pillowcase, and they just debuted a sage green one, so if you don't think my little toxic shopping self has justified that I need it, you're wrong. I am getting one for all of my pillows. So please treat yourself this fall to one of Kitsch's many amazing items. You can use promo code AshleySleek15 for 15% off, or you can just shop the link in my bio on Instagram at AshleySleek. That's Ashley with two E's, of course. Happy shopping. Okay, so obviously the engagement story doesn't quite end there. What a journey. So obviously, you know, we get up there, we've been drinking, we go back, we drink some more. And then lovely Carrie, who flew in from Colorado, we were back at Ken's parents' house and she was like, I don't know if we're done celebrating. Like, is this it? Are we really ending it here at the house? I think we should go out. So we do. We go to the classy, classy establishment, the Sunshine Saloon in Pleasanton. And, you know, it was just so much fun. You know, we're just drinking. I forgot that it was like Halloween weekend. So people are dressed up. I fell in love with this couple who was dressed as Rory and Keeley from uh, Ted Lasso. Obviously, as you guys know, it's one of my favorite shows. So I was just absolutely obsessed with them. And then um, there was a pool table. And so Kim's brother was playing pool. And I don't know. I just thought it'd be fun to like heckle the other people playing. I guess so that is uh, is kind of what I was doing. And so then I started talking to this one guy who was dressed as a skeleton um, <laughs> at the pool table. And then once, you know, I guess like the pool time came to an end, then we were at the bar together. And this is what cracks me up so much. And I don't know if this is true, but this is how I remember it in my head, because I remember that the bar was cash only. And for whatever reason, I was way too drunk. I could not find the ATM. So I'm pretty sure I went to buy this guy a drink. I think I laid on the, the sweet moves and was like, can I buy you a drink? But I'm pretty sure it was Alex's money. And I think that might be my favorite part uh, that I think I'm pretty sure I used Alex's money to buy him a drink. So I still do need to Venmo him, but you know, in due time. Uh, I, shout out to Alex um, for so many things. So anyways, we decided to do some dancing. So he's on the dance floor with me. And I, you guys, I feel like Smashley is the worst in the way that she always forgets like the pivotal moments. Like, how did I get this guy to bring me home? Did he ask me? I doubt it. I feel like I feel very confident in the fact that I probably invited myself home. I, I'm sure it was a little something like, what are you doing after this? Like, do you want to show me your home? Like, I don't know. Who knows? But let me just tell you this. I was supposed to have a vagina wax the day before my birthday and I ended up canceling it. And what a regret. What an immediate regret. I should just know better. I was like, well, I'm not going to get laid anytime soon. What did you forget about your alter ego? Who do you think you are? So anyways, I go back to this guy's car. I'm dying. OK, not his car. His buddies drove him and his buddies drove like a red like Mustang, I think, or some sort of red car two seater ride to crawl into the back. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, and then I go to this guy's place and obviously <clears throat> we had sex, which was great because you know what? I was like, OK, 30, like I see you. I truly believe because, you know, when Jimmy and I broke up, I obviously, you know, hooked up with um, Australia 
historically. And, you know, I feel like that really jet set in my dating from there. Like it really tipped off the whole like dating scene to me. And I feel like getting to do that again, like this was my first like full like post breakup, like now officially Scotland's not like the last person I had sex with. And I feel like that's a very empowering thing. And I don't know. I was talking to another girlfriend about this who also, you know, had a little one night stand. And I was like, listen, this is this is the way to do it. Like this really jet sets you back into it. Every once in a while when you're single, you just got to do shit like that. Right. Here's the problem. couple things. Uh, Besides the fact that I was unwaxed. It's a, it's OK. It's not like it's a, a crazy bush down there. I just want to preference in case you were very concerned. It's just that like it's just not as clean as I would have liked. So anyways, uh, the problem is, is that I have this memory that I'm at the bar with him. And I was like, I have to be honest with you. I don't remember your name. And then he told me and I still cannot remember. So I remember <laughs> TMI, but we we come to the podcast for this. I was like, oh, maybe he's somebody who would like likes to hear their name when they're having sex. I <clears throat> didn't know what his name was. So luckily he didn't ask me to. But I was like, well, can't really say that. And I was like, can't call him like babe. Like, I don't really know. So anyways, it's a little bit more silent of a night, I guess. Um, <laughs> very fitting for the holiday season. So anyways, uh, you know, whatever. We have some sex a couple times. And in the morning, he had told Kim, because one of my favorite things, and it's happened, it, it, she was there when I met Australia. She was there when I met Skeleton Man. So, you know, she was very, she, and she very much hounds the men who try to, like, take me home. So this guy told her that he was going to drive in my car and take me to coffee. So I didn't remember his name. However, I did remember the demands that were made about me in the morning. So he set his alarm for like 7 a.m. And then I was like, oh, my God, I have to shit. Like it, it like it came over me and I was like, I have to get out of here. Like this is this is a code brown. Like get out of the situation. And I was like, hey, so, you know, can you take me to my car? And he's like, it's so early. And I was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> and then <laughs> he's like, well, I could call you an Uber. I'm like, you could. But like, it will go down in history that you did say you were going to take me to coffee and you didn't. I was like, I don't need the coffee, but I will take the ride. He's like, you're right. So he gets up. He's like packing. And I was like, OK. He's like, well, I'm going to go to the gym first. And then I'm going to go to Tahoe. I was like, you're going to go to the gym. I'm like, all I'm thinking about is getting a Taco Bell Crunchwrap Supreme and taking a shit. And this man's like going to the gym. I was like, we are not on the same page. And so um, anyways, he does. He packs up and then he takes me to to my car and then I'm getting out of the car just like not even thinking about it, you know, like, OK, great time, you know, pound it out like we'd love to see it. And he's like, oh, wait, as I'm like getting out of the car, he's like, oh, wait, can I um, I'd love to get your number. He's like, I'd love to do this again. I was like, oh, this is oh. I was like, oh, oops, um, <clears throat> I guess I'm going to have to give you a nickname. I guess you might be permanent on the podcast for a little bit. So I give Skeleton my digits and then he calls me. So I have his and then I get in the car and I proceed to go home and like literally sleep for hours. Uh, <laughs> and it was funny as I thought about it because I was like, OK, I have his number. Maybe I should text him and be like, oh, thank you for the ride, which I told that to my cousin. And she was like the ride in multiple ways. And I was like, thank you for that. I, I would love to say that to him. But I was like, you know what? I didn't I'm. I didn't care that much. Like, I'm not going to go put an effort into this guy. If this guy wants to text me, if Skeleton wants to, like, creep his way back into my life, he has my number. He can do it. I'm not going to, like, go out of my way and text this man. Like, who fucking cares? Was he cute? Yes. Um, I feel like he was a short king. And, uh, you know, the, the sex was good. And I was like, you know, if he decides to roll back into my life, I will accept. He is also younger. So he's 28. 
the nice guy that I was talking about going on a, a date with, he's 27. So I don't know if I'm just, you know, I had an era where I was attracting daddies. I don't know if I'm attracting younger men now, uh, but whatever, we're here for it. Um, we'll see how it goes. So I, I haven't heard from Skeleton and I don't know if I will, but it was, I, I really wasn't going into it for that. Who knows? Maybe I'll get another best friend out of it like I did with Australia, but I don't know. I think Australia and I are like one in a million on that one, but uh yeah. So anyways, I listen, I rang in 30 with a bang just the way we all hoped that I would. And I feel great about it. And I uh, I loved it. It was a confidence unlocked that I needed. And we love to see it. So anyways, now on to like some serious, more serious dating things. I rescheduled my date with a nice boy. It is on Thursday. So I will be back in um, like Livermore and he lives in Castro Valley. So we're going to like meet in the middle, have a drink. And I'm really excited because I talked to him a lot. So I feel like it's good to um, see that person in person. Our text messages are very long. So it's not like, you know, we're talking all day. It's more like it takes a long time to respond because there's so much in these long messages. And he brought it up where, where he was like, sorry. He's like, there's just so much in these messages that like, you know, sometimes it takes me a long time to respond. And I was like, which by the way, I'm only matching his energy. Like he started with a long text. So I'm just joining in. Okay. And I told him, I was like, well, there's pros and cons. That. I was like, the cons is it does take a very long time, but the pros are at least we have that much to talk about, you know, and the conversation's not boring. And I said, you know, and, and I am really like enjoying getting to know you. And then he responded and he was like, he's like, no, that he's like definitely more pros and cons. He's like, yes, it takes a long time to text, but you're 100 percent worth it. And I was like, I am worth it. I'm like, you don't even know I've red hair now. She's banging. I got the bangs. She's banging. So anyways, I'm going to go on Thursday and I am super excited. I haven't been on a date since Bad Ashley. And so, um, you know, it's exciting to to be back out there and do the thing. And um, yeah, it was a fucking epic weekend, you guys. How unbelievably fun, though. Like how unbelievably fun. I am really excited. I feel like the 30s kicked off so perfectly. This is I had such a great month. It was so fun. Um, I put together like a little post of pictures from the month. And I'm like, Oh, my God, I forgot about all these really fun things I did. I'm super bummed that I missed my Sonoma County weekend. Uh, the weekend before I think that would have been just like the icing on the birthday month. But it's okay. I'm going up there this weekend. Um, my my niece Gigi, she's turning one. She's turned one today, actually, as I'm recording the podcast. So I get to go to her first birthday party this weekend. Um, and then I'm gonna watch some football with my cousin on Sunday. And I'm just like really excited. I think it's gonna be just a great week. And I'm I really am excited about 30. Thank you to everyone who listened to the 30th birthday podcast. I mean, I know there wasn't as much scandal as my uh one night stand this week, but you know, I just uh I I really I really feel great about going to this year. I think, you know, I've had a tough the last two days have been kind of tough, you know, health wise and everything. And, you know, last night I was you know, kind of in like a sad mood. And I just really needed to like be alone and kind of isolate. And and I did that and I feel better today. And it's just like, I don't know. I think that obviously every day is not going to be perfect. I think there's going to be a lot of hardships. This year has had a lot of hardships, but somehow I don't feel as like absolutely defeated by it. And I just, I love those vibes. I love that energy. I just think, you know, there's so many good things going on that, you know, I can let myself have bad days, but it's, you know, it's easy to focus back on on a good day. Like, how was I going to be sad at all knowing that I was like assisting in the engagement of a lifetime? You know what I mean? 
So um, I do have a hot hot minute. I'm sorry. What moment? And it's just about myself again. Uh, I love that this whole podcast. I was like, I can literally do an entire podcast just about my week. And um, we love to see that. But I do have to say this. So, OK, I feel that every time I try to be um, cheap, I end up spending more money. So example A, I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago, was that I got a parking ticket because I refused to park in the parking structure um, down. I was visiting a store for work and I didn't park in the parking garage because I was like, oh my God, I can't pay the $30. Like I know they pay me back, they reimburse, but I was like, I just can't wait. I haven't been paid. Like I'm, you know, it wasn't payday yet, whatever. I was being a cheap bitch. And if you're like, oh my God, you couldn't pay 30 bucks. Like, just leave me the fuck alone, okay? So anyways, uh, I parked on the street and then I was like a few minutes late to get my car off the street and I got a fucking $121 ticket, right? So that's what I'm talking about. So this week, I thought I had it planned out so perfectly, okay? I really did. So I have to go to the, um, like, a couple stores in the Livermore area for work. And then I, my mom is making a birthday cake for Gigi for the party. So I was like, okay, this is perfect. I was staying until um, till Monday at my parents' house because I was part of Halloween. So my plan was to come home today or, like, Tuesday. It's going to be a one-day home in uh, in Campbell. And then on Wednesday, I was going to drive back up and hit the stores I needed to, and then just stay Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I had a nail appointment booked for tonight. Tomorrow I have the date, you know, and then it was going to be all great, whatever. And then, but mostly I was thinking, oh, this is great. I don't need a grocery shop. I will just eat all my parents' food. So the main driving point in me coming back on Wednesday was for me not to grocery shop. So now that I'm being a cheap bitch, I didn't grocery shop to save money, but I recognized that today all of my meals had to be door dashed or so I thought I door dashed breakfast. And I don't know why I keep trying. I really when I was living in Sonoma County, there was a bagel place that had bagels and smoothies and it was so good. So I keep trying to get smoothies from these bagel places out here and they always suck. And then I'm always disappointed. I'm like, why are you fucking doing this to yourself? But anyways, so I uh, I did that this morning and then for lunch, I was like, oh, my God, am I really going to door dash again? Oh, because the other good point was last night when I was driving back here my sister gave me some free Jersey Mike subs coupons. So I was like, well, I'll just get a Jersey Mike sub for free and we're going to be all good. So uh, today for lunch, I was scavenging the house. So what I ate for lunch was candy corn. Yes, I'm one of those people. Candy corn and turkey peanut butter wraps. And the way my stomach is like, what the fuck? But I'm like, oh, good. Are you sick enough to not eat dinner? She's so toxic. I'm probably going to get chilies. Or I'm like, do I just go out for another sandwich? But I'm just like, I'm sorry, what? Every time I'm like trying to cheap out on something, I literally always end up spending more money. Another example, when I was going to um, Mexico, I was like, oh, I'll just use this old suitcase of Jimmy's. I was like, I don't really feel like buying myself a new one. And I was cursed. It broke in the airport and I ended up having to buy a new one there. Like, don't cheap out. Like, I guess being a cheap bitch just really doesn't pay out in the end. And I'm sad about that. Uh, So, yeah. Anyways, you guys. What a great episode. What a great week and weekend. Once again, thank you to everybody who called, texted me, participated in my crazy ass birthday extravaganza. I'm super excited uh, to celebrate again in a couple weeks. Uh, It's an I'm sorry what themed birthday party. And uh, I'm really excited about it. And I just am so grateful for everyone and everything that has gotten me to this point has gotten me to 30. 
Um, thank you to Skeleton for really ringing it in for me with a bang. And I can't wait for next week to tell you about my date. I hope it goes really well. I hope he doesn't order a Coca-Cola. I will die. I will start laughing and then I'll have to explain. Um, but yeah, anyways, I love you guys so much. Please have the best week ever. Thank you for understanding. I know the podcast came a little bit later, but, um, thanks for all the messages about that. And I just, I am so unbelievably happy and grateful uh, to be here and, and to get to do this podcast with you all. Obviously I'm going to have to try, have to change the intro here pretty soon because I am not 29 and living at home, but like, it's fine. We'll get to that later. Okay. Bye.